Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. Backdoor cover. It's October 13th, 2019. College football is wild, and so am I. It Micah. It Brad. Hey Micah. What's good? What's up? Sunday morning, commercial free, recording at 8.30 in the morning for you, the people. We love you. Let's go! Nicely done. Thank you. Welcome to Backdoor Cover, my fam. Brad and I are here. We are ready. Let's talk some college football. As mentioned, today is a 100% commercial free episode. I'm not even going to promote things like Mind that of Micah. You've officially blown it. Mind of Micah. Subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcast. That's a branding play right there. Uh, all right, let's get to it. The The big story yesterday, and there is, there is no doubt what it is. Okay, what you got? Georgia goes down at home to South Carolina, Okay, which is a shocker. Um, they were, uh, I think a 20 point favorite, uh, depending on where you looked yesterday. See, the story to me was me and you watched a ton of college football together for the first time this year. Oh, well, that's a big story, but I, I don't think that has as much national implications. It does for the listeners of this phone call though, or for this podcast, Brad and I are also both, I, I you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm, I'm pretty hungover. Same. Uh, we, yeah. We drank uh, quite a bit of, uh, well, I, I, what'd you drink? Red wine mostly? Indeed. Yeah, all I, of the wines. That we're old. Uh, I drank a Crown Harvest Rye, and I had some of those holiday beers, whatever they were. Oh yeah, the October ones. Yeah, Oktoberfest. Yeah, Shiner yeah. Oktoberfest. Excellent beer, by the way. Quite good. I finally figured out why they're no longer available in October. They're September made because right? they claim that Oktoberfest runs in the month of September in Germany, which I guess it does. I had no idea. In Munich. Yeah, the, yeah, Germany. Last I checked. Uh huh. Anyway. Uh, let's let's get to the the scores. We'll, we'll so quickly the biggest talk, story, like you said, yeah, Georgia. we're going to talk college football. We'll we'll quickly preview some NFL action today. To uh, a reminder, if you're listening to this, it's it's too late, unless you're listening before nine thirty Central Time, because there's already a game underway. That's right, and we're not going to talk about that game. But get your fantasy team in order, fam. Get your daily fantasy going. I'm opening mine right now to make yeah. sure it's all good. That's it. LSU uh, gets a big win. That's your other headline, but let's start with the Georgia loss. Uh, Georgia loses at home 17-20 to in double overtime against South Carolina. Don't let this score fool you. And remember my words, listener, two months from now, three months from now, four months from now, whatever, uh, I guess three months from now, when we're in December and some hack like Marty Smith is on, on uh, you know, talking about how great the SEC is, and they go, you know, Georgia lost, but it was in double overtime. Don't believe the hype, because if you saw this game, you'll know that Georgia should have lost this game in regulation, and they should have lost the game in the first overtime. And it's and then they lost in the second. Because they, of the missed field goals, yeah. Well, yeah, but if you go back to regulation, Georgia uh, had a fourth down in uh, near the South Carolina goal line. They throw the ball to the end zone. It was clearly uncatchable. It was incomplete. There was a bit of a, I won't call it a phantom holding call, but it was a very questionable holding call, okay. which allowed Georgia to tie the game anyway uh, to send it to send it into uh, overtime in the first place. They should have lost this game in regulation. Yeah. Then in, in, uh, in the first overtime, South Carolina misses a chip shot field goal, which would have won the game. 
And uh, so they should have lost the game twice or it, three times. Well, the, wild, they did lose the guy who looks like Wild Thing, that's a kicker for uh, Georgia. Blackenship, yeah, Rodrigo Blackenship. He missed two field goals, and I they, think, this game as well. well. He, yeah. but And he was a, one of the more accurate kickers in the nation, if, I, if I'm correct. Yeah, he's very accurate inside of 40, they showed. But beyond 40, he's not as great as... Is we we know about him because he wears those fucking goggles because he looks like wild and thing. he's been around forever. But yeah, you know, it, statistically he hasn't been that great above forty. And they did pass on a chance for him to kick a sixty yarder to win the game at the end of regulation. They threw a hail mary instead. It's hmm. one of the. It was a very weird decision. Uh, yeah, quite frankly, Kirby Smart not that smart. He just so, he looks so stupid too. It's been a bad week for Georgia sports fans with the the way that with the way your Braves flamed out. And now this. I think the real story is, is Jake Fromm here. I think that he... Tell me about it, Brad. I think he's proven himself not to quite be up to, to par on the national playoff level. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's very accurate within shorter yardage downs. I wouldn't say great. He's good. He is a, he's, he's he a is, serviceable quarterback. And he's certainly good in the shorter yard. But he, I think that his percentages, I was reading some stuff, they're beyond 20 yards, something like that, he's pretty abysmal. And uh, Georgia's, I think the statistic had them in like the 60th, like ranked 62nd or something oh. uh, in the nation in terms of big playability for this year so far. So it seems like a problem when you've got if you don't the have any best athletes in, yes, in the country. I exactly. Think. Your recruits are incredible. It's that the quarterback can't get it down the field to you. Um, and if that's the case, then you can't open up the run game because they, they don't have any respect for you. So I think that's the, the crux of their problem. And unless they can get him going from... 15, 20, 25 yards, throwing kind of like longer extended passing plays. They can't stretch the defense, and they won't be able to be competitive. So that's my my uh, my opinion. I'm trying to find the stat, but I think it's that, like, Jake Fromm's only lost, like, four games as a starter, uh, and every one of them he's thrown the ball more than 30 times. If they have to depend on that dude's arm, even though he's got a cool name and he's played as a freshman and all that stuff, they're in trouble, and they're beatable. And we saw it last night. South Carolina had their quarterback go out in the third quarter on one of the dirtiest defensive plays I've seen this year. You think the, so? The Georgia guy went super low. If you do that in the NFL, you're suspended like 10 weeks. That's the the Tom Brady play, if if, if anyone's old enough to remember when he tore his ACL uh, or whatever, he, when he lost the entire season in week two, I think. Right. Um, that was the play. The, the defensive end or whoever it was goes super low, takes out South Carolina's quarterback, South Carolina playing with a third-string quarterback basically gets no offense uh, in the second half, fails to score. They did manage to convert some third downs and keep the clock running, which is kind of what you wanted. Uh, they led they led this game 17-10 to 10 at half. No one scored in the third quarter, and then Georgia finally gets in the end zone in the fourth. It was a very compelling game, but like not only did Georgia deserve to lose, uh, South Carolina's defense played very well, but if South Carolina could have done anything on offense – in the second half without a with with which they they did fairly effectively in the first half mm -hmm. uh they should have won this game uh, there was i mean well they did win the game here's but. the exact statistic i was referencing bulldogs rank 61st out of 65 power five programs in total explo explosive plays versus fbs opponents it was a warning sign so yeah of the power five conference teams they're like they're fifth from last place in explosive plays yeah, <clears throat> not great. That's troublesome. Not great. And, and you know, I mean, the, the thing that I always find humorous is there's this big rush that, oh, well, Georgia still has to go to Florida. They still have to go to Auburn, I believe. 
and they'd have to beat Bama in the SEC championship game. If they do all those things, you know, they're going to be right there for the playoff. Maybe, but this team's this this team's got issues. South Carolina's not very good and on their third quarterback for for half the game. Like this isn't It's not that they're not very good. They are bad. They are not a good team. We whipped the shit out of them and yeah, we're we not being Missouri. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, it's true. And, and I mean, this this Georgia team, this doesn't look like a team that's going to run the table and beat Alabama. Like, that just doesn't seem likely at this point. They have real problems. Here's another statistic. Fromm was 1 for 11 for 11 yards and a pick when pressured, including three sacks. So if you get pressure on him, he cracks. And those those the Florida's defense is incredible. Alabama's defense, obviously incredible. Auburn's defense, they're going to eat him alive. If they can't figure out a way to get the ball down the field and throw with more accuracy on deeper passes, they're just fooked. And big shouts to Israel Mukamu. Am I saying this right? I'm not. Who knows? Good shout Israel Mukamu. Okay. Three picks, one for a pick six, and... uh, including what should have been the game winner in, in the first overtime Who is for South person? Carolina. Well, he's their quarterback? No, no, no. He's a defensive back, and he's your national defensive <laughs> back of the week. Okay, I see where uh, you're going with this. three picks. I mean, he'll be the national defensive player the, the week this week. You think so, huh? Yeah, he had three picks, including Pretty good. a pick six. Pretty yeah, good. That'll do. Versus Israel, the number three team or whatever Mukiyama, Georgia was. Yeah. Uh, Georgia falls. And I think it's their first loss between the hedges at home in, since like 2016, I saw, of any game, let alone a conference game. I got uh, bad news for Georgia fans. I think it's, this is just the start of it. I think they're going to have a rough rest of the year. I mean, Kirby Smart, in addition to looking stupid and having an ironically named name, uh, has continued to fail this team with in-game coaching. They made no adjustments. They, I don't know they if had, that's fair. I, dude, this team is as talented as Alabama. They're as talented as Clemson. And you just can't lose like this. They did not look like the better team yesterday. He was a cr- incredible coach the first two years. Like he was, he put them on the national stage. Like I wouldn't say that, that it's necessarily just in game coaching. I think that it's got to do with his quarterback, and they've got to find ways to make things easier for him. They got to find ways to simplify the game. Well, I think. let's you know call our hotline if you're a Georgia fan. I want to hear what you think the problem is. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. Call our hotline. Give us your takes. Or call us cucks. Do anything you want, really. I, I don't even care. Uh, 800-392-6344. That is the MWBK hotline. All right, so Georgia goes down. Now, of course, we would be remiss if Brad and I didn't mention that this puts your Missouri Tigers in first place by themselves in the SEC East. The only undefeated. And uh, I know in people are going to make jokes and talk about how you lost to Wyoming, which we did in week one. I like, how, you, I like how you're just like addressing their Well, It's the, it's the only talking right point. Now. You're going to hear about that game that no one's talked about all season, really, all week long this week, because people are going to be dogging on the SEC. They're going to go, oh, look at the SEC East. Missouri's in first place. They lost at Wyoming. That's true. Now, if you look at the box score and you look what happened in that game, Mizzou had three red zone turnovers, and uh, and including a, a fumble that went 99 yards the other way. It was a very strange game. Uh, since then, Missouri has been rolling. And the advanced numbers love Missouri. So I'll just say that. This team is is sneaky good. I don't think the conversation is going to be about Wyoming. People are already on Missouri's bandwagon a little bit. People are already I, talking about them before this week. I, had, I hadn't heard it. Yeah. Um, so just, just be aware of that. I know people are going to come at me. And I encourage you to do that. At Mike Weiner. M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Anyway. Um. 
Mizzou sits in first place. So that's that's interesting to me. We got Vandy next week, right? We're yeah, Mizzou, Mizzou, those Mizzou's next two uh, opponents, opponents are Vandy and Kentucky. So you're going to be hearing a lot from so them for a minute. Mizzou seems likely to open this season at 4-0 in conference So uh, before things pick up. But you so, go. you know, if you don't like us, you might as well get used to it. Don't you love how the only time we've mentioned Missouri on this podcast in the last year and a half is once we're 2-0 and in SEC East play? We try not to mention it. Uh, I'll mention that Bill Conley from ESPN, known as Bill C., uh, very well-known college football stat writer, has Mizzou. Uh, I'll give you his top 10 in S&P, which is his sort of like power rankings. Ohio State is up to number one. Bama goes down to number two. OU moves to, or OU stays at three. Wisconsin jumps up to four. LSU falls down to five, which is interesting. Uh, Penn State moves up to six. Georgia falls down from five to seven. Clemson at eight, Oregon at nine, and Wait, Mizzou Georgia at ten. Georgia fell only to seven. That's in the power rankings. Okay, uh, I would imagine, but I would imagine they're going to fall a little bit further. I would too. Significantly losing at home. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's your top ten in the power rankings because the AP isn't out yet. That's right, and that's in one man's power rankings. All right, let let's go through the rest of the top twenty five. Let's do it. Uh, unless you've got a, you know, actually before we do that, let's talk about this Florida LSU game. Well, hey, before we pass on South Carolina, Will Muschamp needs to stop wearing reading glasses on, on post-game interviews. I think he just looks like he's 100 years old. He looks like a cuck. He's such a wild, like, he just looks so wild after every game. His he hair is going wild, in every though. direction. Yeah, no. Anyways, okay, now I'm ready to move on. All right, LSU 42. Uh, I did, like, the, you know, what, what, I'm going back to Muschamp, too. Muschamp, who's, <laughs> who's a Georgia grad. Right. I can't imagine he's ever beat Georgia in between the hedges. I don't know if he did while he was at Florida. Probably or at Alabama. Yeah, maybe when he was at Alabama. Well, actually, but, that was Tim Tebow and stuff, so who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, who knows? Anyway, he, well, uh, in, oh, I was in Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, never mind. I'm confused. Yeah, it's all I, good. Anyhow. After the game, they ask him, you know, how does it feel? And he said, oh, you know, it doesn't matter to me. It matters for the kids. Come on, Will Muschamp. He's hugging everybody. His wife's on the field. This is a that was a big game. That's the kind of game that keeps you off the keeps you off the firing block. Yes, you go win that game on the road. They're having a mediocre season. They they moved to four and three, I think. Uh, you know they could go five hundred the rest of the way out playing the Independence Bowl, and he's not getting fired, and he might get an extension. No way he gets fired now. That's the way college football works. Like that is a that's a multi million dollar win for him, even if he doesn't come in a bonus or whatever. That's going to keep him there. And uh, so big shouts to Will Muschamp and, and South Carolina. They played tough. I mean, it, you really, I was really impressed by them. All right, let's move on. LSU 42, Florida 28. Uh, the, the Gators come to LSU, and LSU uh, looks like a better team throughout this game. I will also say Kyle Trask is a good player. Uh, the now backup quarterback of the starter at Florida, I think it's like his third or fourth, well, maybe his, his third game starting. He goes 29 for 39, 310, and three touchdowns in what I believe was his first ever road game, going to LSU at night, uh, playing well. Uh, Brad and I watched some of this game, and you know, I everyone knows if you listen to this podcast, I've been very down on Florida all season long. I just both of us have been pretty critical, and for a lot of this game, especially you know in the first half, it's like maybe they're good. 
Maybe I, this is he, a team to deal with. I don't even think maybe in the first half. I think the entire game, the, the score isn't they quite as there. representative of how well, how competitive they were in this matchup. And I mean, it was for through the majority of the game until the fourth quarter. It was really within a one score game, and it was good too. They they played defense yeah, like you would they not did. believe. LSU broke a long run to to get that fourth quarter touchdown. That to, passing to go offense for 14. LSU is incredible, and they I mean, while they did get a little bit torched by them, they helped them in check as much as anyone in the, in the country is going to do. I think so. Shouts to Florida, y'all. That team is very good. That's a, and, and and perhaps the toughest place in the country to play. I think I I would agree with that. At night at LSU with College Game Day there, people drinking since six a.m. What did Coach O say in the beginning of it? Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents come to die. Where opponents', opponents dreams, dreams come, come to, to die. die. Go Tigers! And you could barely understand. It. Like he, we had, we had to replay it three times. Who was the guy interviewing? He was like kind of laughing in the background. Oh, it he was uh, Rinaldi. Yeah, he was like. Hey coach, what what do you uh, what do you think about tonight's game? Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. Go Tigers! And it was just one syllable. That whole statement. Oh, it was so great. Yeah. I love Coach O. He sounds just Burrow. like a water boy. By the way, Joe Burrow and that that passing offense, twenty one for twenty four, two ninety three. I know, and incredible? three touchdowns and no picks. I mean, goddamn, you're not going to beat LSU if if that happens. So you have to give Gators credit for keeping it as close as they did, considering the. Can you believe he went twenty the efficiency for twenty four versus? Arguably the best defensive backs in the country. Man, LSU's got some running backs too. They had a guy go for one thirty four. They, I mean, their top three running backs averaged ten yards per carry, seven yards per carry, and thirteen yards per carry. Mm. Uh, pretty impressive. Two guys, but with I mean, hyphenated Joe last Burrow names, is oddly enough. Joe Burrow is a bad boy. He they, can ball. They, LSU has two receivers over a hundred yards, over one hundred and twenty. Um, you know, they only he only completed passes to four guys and. I mean, anyway, it's all very impressive to me. They, this offense is so dramatically different than it's been for decades, it totally seems, agree. for LSU. Totally, totally agree. I mean, this is cutting-edge stuff. They they were running a 1980s deep offense for years with Les Miles yeah. and with Coach O, uh, and they really turned the corner. I mean, this is this is scary. They brought in some guy from the Saints that was like a – I don't know if, what his position was with the Saints, but he was a low man on the tone pole, but he like had a very good sense of how the Saints – Saints offense work, yeah. and apparently he's installed that. And I'll also say this. I mean, this was the best played game of the day. No turnovers. Oh, uh, it was best really tell, unless, competitive, man. Oh, it was Trask good. did throw one pick. But no turnovers for LSU, no fumbles for either team. You know, this might have been the best game Florida's played this season. I bet both these teams are hurting this morning. That was physical. Yeah, no doubt. I, I wouldn't expect Florida to fall too far. I mean, in my mind, this was the most impressive performance they've had this season. Definitely. Even though they've, you know. Well, me and you are coming on here to show them respect for the first time this year. So I would right. imagine that that's how the, the national pulse is probably as well. I would assume, in my mind, LSU is is going, I might rank LSU number one. It's Alabama, They Clemson, beat Texas on LSU. the road, which, you know, who knows how good Texas is, really. But. And uh, you know we'll talk about that game here too. But I mean LSU, they beat Texas on the road, and now they've they've crushed Florida at home. Well, they didn't crush, but they beat Florida at home. I'd say crushed, but it was a competitive game. I mean forty to twenty eight, whatever forty two twenty eight, whatever the final score. Forty two twenty eight. Yeah, that's it, this convincing. was. You're right though. It was a one score game most of most of the way. That's right. Um, they haven't beat anybody else except for those two teams, Vandy, Utah State. Uh, they go to Mississippi State next week, which they Who's should be also trash. Yeah, they should be favored there. And then we get LSU at, or uh, then they get Auburn at home, and then they go to Alabama. So we'll know. So pretty damn yeah, quick. we'll know pretty quick. Uh, it looks like they, well, they don't get a bye week. They don't get, but well, they do get a bye week after Auburn before Alabama. Oh, so, that's huge. 
That's actually as good of a scheduling setup as you could get. You need a week off leading yeah. up to that band. If they game. can beat Mississippi State and Auburn, ooh, Alabama, uh, November and I 9th. I expect them to. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, big shouts to them. We'll, we'll keep going with the other big, the big, big game. Uh, Red River shootout, Red River rivalry, whatever you, showdown, whatever they're calling it now. We'll just call it the Red River. Why are they changing the name around? Because, is it offensive? Yeah, they, they don't want to call it shootout. They did that like five or six that, years I ago. I remember that. It was Okay, I'm with you now. Let's yeah. go. Oklahoma, 34. Texas, 27. In a game that I don't think was that close. Jalen Hurts was pretty incredible. 16 for 28 passing, 235, three touchdowns. 17 carries, 131 and a touch uh, on the ground for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But the big star of this game, C.D. Lamb. 10 catches, 171, three touchdowns. He must have been wearing, like, KY jelly because Texas could not tackle him. I mean, I think he's shifty. Either he's the the most explosive player after he catches the football I've ever seen, and he was, or this Texas defense cannot tackle. And to me, it looked like a combination of both. Uh, But three long touchdowns from C.D. Lamb. 10 catches, 171, three touchdowns. He stepped in right where Hollywood Brown is. This dude's a stud, and Oklahoma looks good. Texas scored, you know, 10 points in the fourth quarter. This this game was very slow, seven or 10 to 3 at half. Yeah. If you were an over better, you were in big big trouble there, and, and it turned out you you end up losing because I think it, the number was like 67 pregame, and it went uh, 61 as your total, but – so the thing Texas, here, uh, you go ahead. I want, so I want your take. The thing here is the, the the for the past maybe two years, the Sooners' big knock was that they couldn't play defense. That was what prevented them from being competitive on the national landscape. They brought somebody in. Uh, let's see if I can get this dude's name here. Well, they fired uh, Stoops' brother last year. So they brought in some. The they brought in a new coordinator, Alex Grinch, and he's installed some new stuff, a bunch of different like stunts, a different like formations, that kind of stuff. And the Sooners pretty much destroyed Texas. They sacked uh, Ellinger nine times. They finished with uh, 15 tackles for loss. I think that's kind of the real story is that they've got, they've got their same, as always, super cutting-edge advanced offense, a great quarterback, a great receiver. Now they've got a defense to match with it, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're a legit contender, I think. So that's that's kind of what I, my takeaway is, that the defense is... is Strong enough, in my opinion, for the first time in many years to be a, a real national contender. They got after Texas nine sacks yesterday. I know people think uh, I had an argument about this yesterday. I don't think Sam Ellinger is very good. He's elusive. He's great with his feet, and I think he's much better with his feet than he is with his arm. I know he makes a couple pl- a couple throws every game that are big time NFL throws, but to me, the guy just doesn't have it. And I know that he's. He gets his team fired up, and he's a leader and all that stuff. He laid a big fucking egg in the first half, and and for most and for some of the third quarter before this game kind of heated up. Um, what were his stat line? Do you have it there? I don't have it at the second, um, but we could pull it up. But I, I just I know his numbers always end up looking good. Uh, Texas did put up twenty four points in the second half, but he went twenty six for thirty eight, which is. Oh, it's pretty good. And then he went 210 yards, not great. But, yeah, no touchdowns, no picks. I, mean, I just don't think I just don't think the kid is, and it's it's not necessarily a shot at him. He's very mouthy, too. I mean, he's, 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 he's mini <laughs> Baker Mayfield when it comes to mouth. 
Is that what you think? Yeah, it is what I think. He's, you know, the guy got on the mic and said, Texas is back after they beat Georgia last year. They've had two statement games this year, and they've lost both of them, and he hasn't played well enough. Mm. Now, he hasn't been the reason they lost, he, well, but he also hasn't made enough plays to help the team win. And and this game was over in the fourth quarter. I mean, Texas got a late touchdown to make it a, to make it a little closer, but uh, Oklahoma was in command here throughout this game. Agreed. They were and clearly, obviously and the better team. Clearly the better team, exactly. That's, that's for certain. The better team won here. That's where I would go with that. Uh, all right, now we'll go through the rest of the top 25. Uh, again, we are commercial free today, so how much do you love that? Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma, Alabama wins big. Uh, Tua throws four touchdowns and is now the all-time leading touchdown thrower in Alabama history, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I also saw a stat that he's thrown more touchdowns this year than Joe Namath did in his entire career at Alabama, which is just funny. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Uh, there was something about rat poison after the game. I don't really understand it, but... They they beat the Aggies twenty seven nineteen or no 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 that was that Someone's was someone calling somebody a rat forty seven twenty eight in Kyle Field the Aggies had the biggest crowd in the history of their school I think it was like one hundred six thousand uh, and I would imagine it's the biggest crowd I ever see a football game in the state of Texas it's uh, pretty large yeah a lot of people but I mean come on you, a lot the, of crimson in that that stadium and you know it, the Aggies got up seven nothing here and I think it was ten three too. Uh, and then just got stopped. I mean, Bama is another level. And the Aggies aren't there. This team does not deserve to be ranked. They're just not good enough. They they have an unbelievable home field. Uh, people going bananas. Yeah. And the Aggie and and Tua and these guys just come in and and just Mauled metho- just methodical. Like they're just killing them. Alabama's good, man. Alabama's wide receivers are unbelievable. I mean, the talent that these guys have. I mean, that's something that's always kind of overlooked with Bama sometimes. Um, because there's so much talent on every aspect of yeah, their football and, team. And the narrative is always Nick Saban, Nick Saban, best coach ever, Bama, Tua, whatever it is, you know, Roll Tide, all, all the historical shit. Well, usually this it's team, around the running game. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I I'm mean, with you. Najee it's Harris, not, 20 carries, much, 114. That's right. There's not Just many. The playmakers they have, the... The talent, and I don't think anyone doesn't think they're talented, but, you know, this this team is fucking stacked and loaded. And this is, you know, people talk about the Miami team from 2001 that had 13 first-round picks or whatever. This Bama team and no these Bama teams in general. as talented as that team. I mean, I don't know if they're that talented, no but one's they're ever on the same level. Good. I mean, these guys, they've got stars everywhere. They always do. Yeah, they really do. Another team that's got stars everywhere, Clemson, 45. Uh, Florida State, a team that used to have stars everywhere, 14. Woof. Woof is right. Trevor Lawrence, uh, short day for him, 17 for 25, 170, three touchdowns. In and out, uh, give him some rest. I, I did like how Bama continued to play Tua, I think, the entire game, uh, just to to run, run up, up the, the stats. stats and to run it up on Jimbo. Uh, Nick Saban Im- improves, by the way, to eighteen and zero against his former assistants, which is just fucking unbelievable. Isn't that incredible? That is I mean, unbelievable. Bill Belichick's got a record similar to that. I mean, it's not undefeated, but he just kills his assistants all the time too. Uh, he just knows them too well. Yeah, it's really, really something. Clemson forty-five, Florida State fourteen. There's not really much else to say. It was twenty-eight nothing at half. Clemson scores another fourteen in the third quarter. Puts forty-five this thing to fourteen. I think it was forty-five nothing. I I don't know. We'd have to check the box. Score. Well, God. it could have been forty-five, but forty-two. They killed them. Killed. 
Uh, Clemson. Does Bama. that put them back in the top five for you, buddy? No, Florida State's trash. <laughs> okay. um, all right, all right. But I mean, I, I don't know. Clemson. This is who Clemson is. I mean, they're they are good. They are quite good, okay. and uh, and we knew that. So that I have a hard time having them in the top four right now, uh, considering what happened against North Carolina two weeks ago. Okay, okay. But they'll be there at the end. But this is no doubt. There's SEC teams that are going to knock each other off, and Clemson, if they run the table, this is no secret to anybody, will be in the top four. The question to me mm-hmm. becomes: If Clemson loses a game, can they still, they still make in? the top four? And and I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if they actually lose one. I mean, even if it's something it's fluky where Lawrence gets hurt and they, and they lose, uh, but I don't think. I mean, I, we'd have to look at their schedule moving forward. But it's I, I impossible don't, to know because it's based there. on opinion. Like how they get into the playoff is based on a committee, right? So like you can't like predict that. Yeah. Anyways, well, they play at Louisville, who's look looking a little bit sneakier. Uh, it's an eleven a.m. game, but that's they'll be a three touchdown favorite there. Boston College is fucking terrible. They play Wolford, which I'm sure that that's not going to be bad. At North Carolina State, Wake Forest at home. Wake's been good. And then they go to South Carolina, the legend killers. Wow. And if South Carolina does that, they'll sign Will Muschamp for like a 20-year contract. Uh, they will not, though. I like Clemson to run the table and make the playoff. That's, Same. You know, we're not being crazy here. Uh, Georgia, of course, loses to South Carolina. Uh, who was ranked number four? Somebody was on a bye this week. Um, carry on. Oklahoma, we talked about their win over Texas. That's uh, five, six, and seven. Wisconsin rolls Michigan State, 38 nothing. This this was a very impressive. Ohio State's who you were talking about. Ohio State on bye week this week. Uh, Wisconsin, a very impressive win over Michigan State, a team that came into the season with one of the best defenses in all in college football. Best run defenses. Well, just defense in general. But what they were, what the real storyline here is that they are probably the best run defense in the country, if not one of them. And they held uh, that star running back. I don't think that's the real story here, Brad. Taylor to eighty. The yards. real story is Wisconsin rolls them thirty-eight nothing. Well, they, Jonathan they, Taylor does go for twenty-six carries and eighty yards. But that's he does the first get time touchdowns. he hasn't broken a hundred yards in like fifteen or twenty games or something. But. The real story here is their defense held them un- scoreless. That's the real defense. Wisconsin is making a hard case to get themselves in into that top tier discussion. In my mind, Agreed. I, I would have them. I, I have them in the playoff at the moment. So let me read this to you. Here's how impressive it has been. It's the first time a team has recorded four shutouts in its first six games since Minnesota in 1962. The 29 points Wisconsin has surrendered are the fewest by a Big Ten team since Ohio State and Michigan each gave up only 23 in 1973. And it's the fewest points given up by any FBS team through six games since 1993 Florida State gave Ooh. up only 23. According to ESPN Stats and Info, those Seminoles won the national championship. Scary. So they have like all-time good defensive statistics going at this point. And they haven't just played patty cakes. Like, they rolled Michigan. And then it's true. They uh, rolled Wisconsin Mich- has, has they crushed Michigan 35-14. Yeah. And now Michigan State. Uh, they, I mean, they beat South Florida forty-nine nothing, and they beat Michigan State thirty-eight nothing. So, anyway, a, a colossal ass kicking. They go to Illinois next week, which should be a, a fairly easy win. Even though Michigan did struggle with them this week, we'll get yeah. to them later. And then they go to Ohio State. Then uh, we'll know October twenty-six. So that two weeks be a from good now, game man. That's the big one. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin is probably going to raise up uh, at least a spot in the rankings. I would think. Well, they'll certainly pass Florida. And maybe two, 
eh, probably st- move up to seven, and, and maybe in a week's time they could be up a, a notch higher. Ohio State, that's that's the game. That's the that's the Big Ten championship. And well, it's probably going to be played twice. I oh, don't, they don't have a Big Ten championship. They do have a Big Ten championship. They do. I can't fucking they have this shit straight. But it's it is confusing because they, they have, do have two have divisions. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Big Twelve is just you know we didn't mention round Texas, round. Oklahoma. These teams could play again. I don't think te- I think Texas is going to lose to Baylor or Tech or somebody. I, I don't think Texas is running the table. Mm. If they did, they would have an, another shot at Oklahoma. Uh, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Wisconsin impressive. We can just say that absolutely. So is, them and Florida have improved their stock in my mind significantly, even though Florida lost. Yeah, I, I think it's a statement win for the way Wisconsin won this game at home, especially you know as shutouts, you mentioned Taylor yeah, four twenty six carries for eighty yards. That's that's a, that, those are not good numbers for him. He did get two touchdowns, but their quarterback Jack Cohn eighteen for twenty one, uh, very efficient, one hundred eighty yards and, and and a score. So Wisconsin rolls. Put number, him on the map. number nine Notre Dame. Uh, beat Southern Cal thirty to twenty seven. Southern Cal is now uh, three and three, including zero and three uh, on the road this season. Uh, they're also looking for a new coach. I would imagine right now, although they don't have a, a uh, they don't yet have a athletic director. So I would consider. You know, I don't know who's looking for, for a coach. SC, but wouldn't you? Oh yeah, SC fans have been. Oh well, even the though loss they lost, keeping it close, just keeping it within. Like, well, SC reason. fans wanted them to lose, and they kept it close, so it's a win-win. Congratulations to USC, uh, keeping this game close and the cover uh, against Notre Dame. Notre Dame is they're they're there. I mean, they they led seventeen to three at half, and USC kind of hung in there. Uh, Notre Dame kind of kept them at arm's length for most of this game. Yeah. Nothing spectacular with Notre Dame. I just don't think they're and and that's another team that schedule down the stretch. Um, you know they're sitting at number nine. I don't think they're better than Wisconsin. They have a loss, and Wisconsin does not. But like, let's say Wisconsin loses to Ohio State. I think you're in a position where there's only going to be one Big Ten team and in the the playoff, and those teams have to play each other. The rest of the way, uh, Notre Dame goes. They have a week off next week. Then they go to Michigan, which should be a win. Although we'll see. I could see Michigan kind of coming up, playing tough, and, and beating them. Uh, Virginia Tech at Duke, Navy, Boston College, and at Stanford. So if Notre Dame has a week off before their toughest remaining game against Michigan, they're going to win out, I would think. Or they have a very good chance to. They should. We'll just say that. I think and, that's a reasonable assumption. And an 11-1 and Notre Dame team is is going to be hard to keep out of the playoff. Uh, With that assuming, national assuming fan there's, base, yeah. there's uh, one loss teams. So they're sitting at number nine with a lot of runway uh, to move up. Penn State, another team that I, I, uh, I have been impressed with all season. They go to Iowa. They win a tough game, 17-12. to 12. Iowa uh, played the way Iowa plays. Low scoring, a lot of defense. And Penn State comes out with the win. Yeah, it's not an easy place to play at night, and you know they roll. I, I they went. This was the toughest game Penn State's had all season, and uh, they sit at number ten and undefeated. In my mind, they they should be ranked ahead of Notre Dame. You think so? Even though they they ain't beat nobody, uh, <laughs> this was their best win to date. Uh, other wins against Idaho, Buffalo, Pitt, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, they did beat Maryland fifty nine to nothing at Maryland. Purdue who won yesterday looking a little sneaky, and then Iowa. Uh, we'll find out 
we'll find out about Penn State. They go to or they get Michigan at home next week. Then they go to Michigan State. They go to Minnesota, who's six and zero and looking to be eight and zero. We'll talk about them in a little while. Uh, then Indiana at Ohio State uh, and Rutgers. So, this game with Penn State was interesting. Like they played to Iowa's strengths, which is run the ball, play defense, slow it down. But Penn State didn't turn the ball over. They ran it fifty three times uh, to control to control the clock. But I, yeah, I think it's the defense is a story here for uh, Penn State standing up. So yeah, they look convincingly good. And and as I mentioned, I, I mean they're undefeated. Yeah. Now they need we'll to see if they can run out. Yeah. But I don't see them losing more than one game. You think it's just Ohio State? Ohio State's the only team on that schedule. Now, well, we'll talk about Minnesota here. Oh, in a Minnesota, minute too. it looks pretty damn good. Uh, Minnesota looks good, and and PJ Fleck is probably getting another uh, another contract extension. They seem to just hand them out like candy. My computer is now freezing. Mm. So uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. But we'll keep going. Let's keep rapping. So that's Penn State defeats Iowa. I would imagine Iowa will fall out of the top 25. They were ranked 17th. Um, 11, 12, and 13. We already either talked about or we're on by. 11 being Texas. Auburn and Oregon. Auburn and Oregon. Wait. Hmm. Are you on the ESPN? Yeah, Auburn and Oregon. Reason, were... ESPN crashes my computer now, too. I don't know what they're doing. Great job. Worldwide leader. Uh, Boise, the number 14 team with the true freshman, beats Hawaii. Uh, per many many saw that is the toughest game left on their schedule. <laughs> Boise moves to six and zero, fifty nine thirty seven. That that freshman uh, is a pretty damn good player, I think. Um, but who knows? I mean, I don't I don't know what to say about Boise. Nobody's staying up. What are to you watch supposed to do? Them. Like, it, there's just it's very hard to take them I mean, serious. That's their best win. They did win at Florida State in Week One, which people are going to talk to. Florida State's not good. Well, that's unfortunate. They for go Boise to too. BYU next week. BYU ain't any good, but we'll see. They they sit. I mean, that's that's probably the toughest matchup left. I think so. Um, Utah State at Colorado State to finish, but come on, Boise looking to be undefeated. They're gonna get snubbed. It's yeah, a guarantee. I, I I don't see any way they go from where they are now to. Uh, I think their first the me, uh, move, first point of business, should be to change their field color. That would be my recommendation. They're not gonna do that. Big mistake. Yeah. And I, well, that's that's their whole brand, and their brand sucks. It's part of the reason it sucks. They're Smurfs. Yeah, the, the fucking Smurf turf. Uh, Utah. <laughs> Utah looks to be rolling again. This may have been the Utah team we were expecting to see. Granted, they played Oregon State, who sucks. 52-7. Uh, Utah just stomping them. They, I think they looked, at Oregon. At Oregon at State. At Oregon I mean. State. Oregon State scored late to get on the board. This was, <laughs> this was an ass-kicking. Uh, number 16, Michigan. And by the way, I mean Utah is fine. Uh, they 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 lost at USC, which they blew seems it. crazy. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean we we three they weeks got ago, big three weeks ago, we decided happened. you know the Pac-12 can't make the playoff, and they're they're not going to. Um. But we'll we'll keep moving. Uh. I mean the question is, do you think it's more likely a Pac-12 team gets in or Boise an undefeated Boise State gets in? I think Boise's got a better shot. There's just not a lot of respect nationally for the Pac-12 at this yeah. point. And it's, I mean, it's kind of warranted. Number 16, Michigan wins at Illinois. 42-25 is your final score. This game got pretty close. Uh, Michigan was up 21-0. And it might have even been 28, I forget. And then Illinois just started coming back. Uh, Illinois scores 25 points in the second, third, and fourth quarters. Um, 
made this game a little bit closer. It was a one-score game until the end, then Michigan sort of held on. This Michigan team, man, they just do not inspire any confidence. They have no killer instinct. Uh, Will from Michigan, you are trash. Hey, why you got to take a shot at him for no good reason? Arizona State, the Herm Firm, improves to 5-1. and 38-34. Oh, you know what? Let's go back to Michigan for a minute. Okay. We keep talking about how Michigan's... Uh, it looks like the toughest game left on a few of these teams' schedules. Michigan's schedule down the stretch is not easy. That, that's what I was. They that's go, what I derived as well. We, we talked about how they go to Penn State next week. They have to face Notre Dame. Uh, they they're going to they, play and of course Ohio they play Ohio State. State. They're going to get lose all those games. Do they play Wisconsin? I guess not. No, not in the regular season. Yeah. Well, they already did. They they caught that L. Oh, that's right. Thirty five fourteen. Yeah. Uh, what am I talking about? Yeah. So right. I mean, Michigan Michigan looks like a four loss team to me. Yeah. And I mean, they're not that disrespectful. I mean, those are respectable losses. Those are all good teams. So anyway, yeah, they're just mediocre. Thirty-eight, thirty-four. Arizona State and the Herm Farm gets over Washington State, uh, and Mike Leach, uh, Leach's team got up ten nothing in this game, but the Herm Farm bounces back. Thirty-eight, thirty-four. That's the kind of game you got to win. They improved to five and one in the Pac-12. They're ranked number eighteen. It's pretty good. Uh, quarterback from Washington State, Anthony Gordon, forty-four for sixty-four. 466 and three touchdowns. Put that kid's shoulder they on ice. They just keep playing these fucking video games. And, it's like uh, a pitch count. They are somehow 0-3 in the Pac-12, which is kind of crazy uh, after as good as they looked early. Wake Forest almost beats Louisville, but loses this game at home. Ouchie. Louisville wins 62-59. Just when they started getting national Yeah, when respect. Wake Forest had a chance, they fall to 5-1. and one. Louisville looking a little bit better, 4-2. and two. They started the season slow. Mm. Uh but jumped out early and just, I mean, 62-59, Christ. It's a lot of work. Wake Forest, tumbling out of the top 25, I would imagine. I agree. A team that's probably going to stay in the top 25, Baylor, improves to 6-0, and 3-0 and in the conference. That was a miraculous win. They beat Texas Tech in double overtime. I thought Tech home, had this thing sealed. 33-30, yeah. They, they really should have won this game. Um, they let it slip away. They, they let this one slip away. and, and At Baylor. Yeah, and what people were calling the toilet bowl. Uh, that's what people, Why? Well, that's what they call the stadium. Kind of looks like a toilet seat, the, mm. way it, the way it sits. Or it totally looks like a toilet seat, I should say. But Baylor, give them credit. They're 6-0. and They go to Oklahoma State next week. Um, they play West Virginia. They go to TCU. They get Oklahoma at home. They get Texas at home. Now, are they going to win all those games? No, they are not. They could they could be and is, headed is, to the Big Twelve. Is Matt Rule going to be going on to a bigger and better job after this season? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> That's what you think? I think so. He's done a, a tremendous job. Do you though. think that uh, Texas Baylor is going to be the I thirty five surprise finally? Didn't know what they used to call it every time when Baylor was rolling and they'd have to play Texas and one of the receivers would come on and be like, "It's going to be the I thirty five surprise." It's always a mistake. Yes, big mistake. Uh, Temple beats Memphis. I mean, we don't know anything about these two teams. Uh, Temple wins at home, thirty to twenty eight over. 23rd ranked Memphis. Both teams are now five and one. Uh, okay. Who beat Memphis? Temple. Oh, that's a shame. Who, who Memphis looks pretty good. Yeah, they can't lose to Temple, though. And then uh, number 25, Cincinnati, defeats Houston 38 23. Houston, the first college football team in history just to openly tank, um, have just shut down their best players and saved them for next season. It's one of the weirdest stories. And they had an offensive lineman who came out and went on a Twitter rampage yesterday. And it was an incredible, incredible uh, Are you meltdown. Have you read this? No. I got to find it. So they fired Major Applewhite for going nine and three, right? 
wasn't that his record? He, he was under 10 wins, so they said they were going to fire him. Uh, if I believe, if that's the, I can't remember what the exact number was, but it was a stati- it was a number that was, if you don't win this many games, you get fired. That's right. And he was one short. Well, I think he went seven and five, two years in a row. So, or eight and five, it was something like that. I think his record was like 25 and 10. Uh, well, the last year, wasn't it? Didn't they say something about 10 and whatever? Oh yeah, they, they want to be a 10 or 11 win program. So he didn't and, make uh, it as, that last year. They fired him and now they're basically the owner spanked. of the Houston football team. They are getting destroyed. So... You still looking for this thing? Yeah, I found it here. Let's go. Okay, so offensive lineman uh, Justin Murphy. He's from Belton, Texas. He signed with Texas Tech out of high school. Then he graduate transferred to UCLA in 28, and then he graduate transferred a second time to Houston ahead of this season because he thought they were going to win. He must have a lot of degrees. Uh, He must. He must. Uh, Okay, he said, following the fourth game, I was advised to receive an MRI in order to re- to proceed with firm for, with further injections into my right knee and injury-ridden joint starting my first year back at Texas Tech. An MRI revealed that uh, yet another torn meniscus and a torn uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so he talks about his hurt. And he was advised by a doctor to medically retire. That Monday, I learned that the head coach of the Houston Cougars football team had personally contacted several seniors and asked them if they would redshirt for the 2019 season in order to develop and come back for 2020. All seniors, which greatly contributed to the little success we had up to this point, two of the seniors would go on to accept this invitation, including the preseason Heisman dark horse quarterback. I would continue to work that week, participating in full-speed contact practices in preparation of the game. However, that Friday, I was told to remain off the plane and stay in Houston in order to, quote, heal up mentally and physically. Forcibly taking away one of the reasons why I came to this university in the first place, a suspension that was based on the logic that I was a distraction and not committed to the team. I don't know what that means, but he was suspended though, huh? I, I guess coach left that practice that day staying. If you're not hundred percent committed to the team, then don't get on the bus. Ironic in light of recent events, safe to say there was no love lost between myself and the old hood coach. The only reason I say this is because when I went to say my piece on the matter and swallow my pride and thank him for this opportunity, I was met with a reaction I did not expect. And here's, here's, here's the real pressure. Goes. Yeah. Holgerson sat at a, at a desk, eyes glued to a monitor, and replied with 13 words, quote, I don't have time to talk. I only have time to coach. And okay. As if I didn't deserve a, a, an eye-to-eye farewell or a proper handshake. As a person that's guaranteed a non-salary compensation of $3.4 million along to go with a $300,000 base salary for the 2019 year, one might think you'd have a better outlook on the players that contribute to your compensation. I mean, this is a team sport, right? Well said for a 30-year-old man that's got 15 degrees. Yeah, so uh, that guy really, it, I mean, but just killed him. And he said he's Rightfully no so. Um, yeah. I would be bitter myself. Next week, we should have more good football. The schedule is really impressive. Let's talk about Minnesota, an unranked team. This is the team that Missouri should be at the moment because uh, they took care of their non-conference wins. Right. Uh, they beat South Dakota State. Fresno State, Georgia Southern, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska. They crushed Nebraska's nuts, 34-7. to 7. The Nebraska fact is that Nebraska was, was on college game day two weeks ago is the most laughable decision <laughs> I have heard in so long. It's an outrage. This program is fucking trash. I can't wait for you to And it's going. all hype. And keep these corn going. fuckers, you can come at me, but you're not going to get anywhere. You're trash. And you know you're trash. 34-7 to... to uh, to Minnesota of all teams, Minnesota, Nebraska shouldn't lose to Minnesota in football. Minnesota lost f- six games last season. 
It's a new year, baby. Keep going, Mike. I love when you do Including this. one to Nebraska, okay. which was, I think, okay. Nebraska's first win. Might have been. Anyway. Not uh, this year. Uh, so my point is, Minnesota gets a big win, and it'll probably be overvalued because people think Nebraska's good, even though they've, they've proven to be certified trash. They go to Rutgers, and they play Maryland next. Get ready to live in a world where Minnesota is 8-0, including wins against the five worst Big Ten teams. Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Ooh, Maryland. The end of their season schedule is rough. Then things pick up a little bit. But they're going to be 8-0, and then they go uh, Penn State at home. Lost. Iowa at Iowa. Lost. At Northwestern and Wisconsin at home. Win, lost. The problem here is... P.J. Flux going to sign... P.J. Fleck has proven himself to be a tremendous marketer, and uh, seemed like he got a big extension after his first year when they won like five games. He's going to get a, a like he's after they beat Rutgers in Maryland, he's going to get another extension, and then they're going to get stomped by by Penn State and maybe Iowa. In week three, they beat a team called Gasso. What is that? Georgia Southern. Okay, thirty-five, thirty-two. So that's we the should also be clear that their their first three games. They beat South Dakota State, which by is a seven. Division II team, 28-21. They beat Fresno State in double overtime by, by, a, three. by a field goal. They beat Georgia State, Georgia Southern, I'm sorry, by three. Gasso. They beat Purdue by seven, and they've crushed Illinois so and Nebraska. This is the this is what's happening here. So they they narrowly held on and won tough, tough games versus shitty opponents. Then they crushed Illinois, 40-17, and then they crushed Nebraska, which is... Granted, those two teams are not good, but they're not terrible either. Those they're are terrible. Nebraska is terrible, Brad. Those Nebraska are is terrible. Now, Minnesota deserves no respect, but See, just know getting it from me. That Nebraska got, is not worth. They're going to be Georgia eight, no, State. and then they have a bye week. So we're going to have to put up with a ranked Minnesota team for the next three weeks. So shouts to Minnesota. And shouts to PJ Fleck. We've I mean, got to really, stop talking about them. They Nobody could beat cares. Penn State and Iowa. They could be unbeaten by the time they played. Wisconsin in the last game of the season. But we'll see some new teams on the top 25 That's because sure. of all the losses near the bottom this week. And uh, things are getting interesting. Yeah, October's uh, when the Where is college game really next changed. week? I saw a tweet uh, for next week's biggest game. While you're doing that, I could go through the Heisman look. Or you got there. Uh, let's let, Yeah, let's quickly go back. I mean, I think Jake Fromm takes the biggest hit. Uh, indeed. I think their chance, his chance of winning the Heisman is gone. Sam Ellinger's chance of winning the Heisman is gone. It's easier to, to eliminate guys at this point. I think Burrow puts himself in position A. He's absolutely moving up. He's number one, I think, right now. He is in my mind. Uh, I mean, two is right there, too. But, I mean, Burrow has done more. Versus tougher competition. Uh, State College is hosting college game day against Michigan next week, which I will love to watch Michigan get humiliated on another big uh, big stage. Penn State. Do they plan this out? For the, like, is this planned for the rest of the year? Is that why that? No, they just announce it Sunday night. Generally, okay. Or Saturday seems, night. Why are they having a Michigan? Uh, anyway, there must not be very many good matchups. I think they're excited to go back to Penn State. Yeah, I don't know if they've been back in a while. So, um, do you have it? Do you want to go through your top four? Top four what? Top four teams in the country. Oh. I'll give you my top six. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and I think that we sort of agree on these. Although, I don't know if I have Clemson in my top six. See, then we disagree. Kurt Herbstreet has Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, OU, Wisconsin. Um, I think Of course I, he's got Ohio State one. Well, of course he does. Anyways. Who, who, give me your top five. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU. Or no, LSU, Ohio State, I should say. And then Oklahoma. 
Oh, I've got Oklahoma in the top four for sure. Yeah, I've got them behind LSU, and then I've got Wisconsin rounding it out. I think I've got... Um, but Alabama and Clemson are one and two. Clemson's not not in my top four at the moment. Okay. I've got Oklahoma in that top four. I have... I think... Here's my rankings. Micah's official power rankings. Let's hear it. I've got Bama one. Okay. Ohio State two. Okay. Oklahoma three. You've got LSU behind those two? LSU four. Okay. Actually, I, I'll put LSU... Yeah. I'll put LSU ahead of Oklahoma. So there you go. Alabama. You know what? I'm going to put LSU at number two. That seems reasonable. All right, here's Mike's official power rankings. Yeah. Alabama one. Okay. LSU two. Okay. Ohio State three. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma four. That seems reasonable. Then I'd go Wisconsin and then Clemson. Okay. Actually, I don't think I have Clemson there. Who do you have? Maybe Penn State. Get the fuck out of here. Clemson should have lost. But they didn't. And then they routed Florida well, State. Well, you know what? They didn't, it wasn't a should have lost. They could have lost. Yeah, they, they should have won. They made the play and won the game. So, shouts to them. All right, let's let's get out of here. You have anything else you want to? Do we want to talk about the uh, NFL today? It's no, nine thirty. It's like it. nobody's listening to this. Yeah, we already previewed. Yeah, go back and listen to our our uh, Mitch can't miss episode. That's right. Go back and listen to our NFL preview, including our friend Mitch can't miss. This is a wonderful episode, Michael. Yeah, we're doing great. Give this thing a listen. Uh, there's football on. Your opinions on the ranking stink, but other than that, you did great. No, that's that's like your opinion, man. Oh shit, we already start missed the start of this game. Oh, it kicked I off at eight thirty. I thought man. it was nine thirty. Nine thirty Eastern. Oh man, what an idiot I am. Yeah. Uh, Carolina leads Tampa in uh, in live time. And, Nobody's, and you some know, soccer you're hear stadium this an hour in Europe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who gives a shit? Uh, in London, I guess. Who cares? Soccer sucks. I think we all agree on that. Um, that's it, and that's all, brother. That's it. the The best game today. You have any? I think it's Houston at Kansas City. Be at least in the early window, sh- that's sure, the one to yeah. watch. In the late window, you've got uh, San Francisco at the Rams uh, in the three o'clock window. I'd say Jacksonville versus New Orleans is an interesting game. Yeah, the Sunday game, the Sunday night game sucks. Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Nobody cares in a soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who the Monday night game is. I should probably have that. Monday is Detroit Green Bay. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, so I always say if you if you can only watch one, if your wife will only let you watch one, let's watch the Monday Nighter and give up on the Sunday Nighter. Indeed. All right, that's it. We'll be back uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, Definitely. probably tomorrow. Definitely. All right, fam. We love you. Mm, check out Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.